Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's D.A. And a happy Thursday to you, everybody. D.A., CBS Sports Radio. Coming up, your thirsty Thursday toasts in 20 minutes. Plus, we are stunned to a news in 40 minutes. Mothership at the office as any of the listeners stood out as potential candidates for Mraz's job. Next week will be Mraz's final week here on the show. And so Pat Boyle has been in all week. We also had EJ Stewart in on Monday. So these guys have been doing awesome. The Diaper D aliens have been stepping up. And we just heard the first ever British bacon as Pat Boyle, a.k.a. Tom Doyle, is a big tennis fan, and he asked me, do you think we could do a Wimbledon bacon? Tom Boyle. And this was a couple of weeks ago, and I believe that Mraz poo-pooed the idea, but I kind of liked it. And the reason that we did Canadian bacon was coming out of the pandemic, any and all sports were cherished because we had been without for so long. And so we wanted to give the NHL postseason its proper attention. And Mraz is a huge hockey fan. So I said, Mraz, you know what? Take this segment, make it your own. We'll dress it up, make it fun, but, you know, keep it moving. And I gave him a kind of a, a general structure. I said, to give you some, some lines to color between, give me a highlight, a soundbite, and a player of the night. And so... He did that, and it became its own entity, and it became one of the most popular segments that we do. And now maybe it spawns something else, because kind of the same way, we don't spend a lot of time talking about tennis here on the show. I kind of generally know what's going on in tennis, but I'm not a huge tennis fan, despite having actually played tennis throughout my high school years. But Pat Boyle is a huge tennis fan. So when he brought this idea to me, I said, yeah, why don't we try that? Why don't we why don't we do that? So we just had the first ever British bacon. Although I will note that a listener has a better idea than I did. We called it British bacon. John and PA says, good segment, but missed opportunity. You guys should take some inspiration from the Great British Bake Off and call this the Great British Bacon. Ooh, okay. There's something, there's a good pun yeah. in there. Well, deuce is a tennis term, and we use it differently here. I thought that we could play off of that somehow. For now, we'll call it the Great British Bacon. Okay. 
instead of the great, great British Bake Off. Great British Bacon. But we have to get the score from Pete the Body. Pete, how many oinks did the Great British Bacon earn? That's a four and a half. Oh. Four, that's a four seven five. A four seven five. Four seven five. Is that so? Okay, so here were here were my thoughts on this. I don't really pay attention to any of the majors in tennis until the final. And this was a really fun, interesting way to know what was happening. It was slightly confusing because there was a lot of names. It felt like a lot of matches. It was kind of dense, and it was long. Those would be my two grade downs. My grade ups would be, and I say this with all honesty, tennis needs Pat Boyle mm. because Pat just made tennis fun and digestible in a way that he actually appreciates the sport instead of mocking the sport that tennis could really benefit from. It's oftentimes a stuffy sport, an old-school sport, and I think there's maybe just some of the general public that doesn't feel like they're accessible to tennis. They, they didn't play tennis. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't imagine themselves at Wimbledon, even though the U.S. Open's a, a pretty good party for the everyman. But that Boyle made... Wimbledon less stuffy and more fun and that was amazing the singing was great the jokes were funny the the puns were tremendous the writing was great I mean aside from it being dense and long I mean that's that's as good as it gets in terms of a tennis recap yeah could couldn't have been a five because it was overly long and this is the the line that Boyle expertly usually straddles is rapid fire jokes, multiple layered jokes, but every once in a while they get a little, a little too much. Today they're a little bit too much preventing the perfect score, but I thought all the songs hit. The actual performances of the songs were good. Tremendous. Soup du jour off of Ange Jabor. All the jokes worked um, Alcaraz was, sent him to Alcatraz. Right. Emptying his bank account for you. Well, or checking account, really well done. To be expected. It is at the point where we kind of expect Boyle to be awesome. Right. But he really did deliver. That's the first time that's ever been done, and it was awesome. Right. And as a tennis fan, I can say that factually it was good as well. And the pronunciations are not easy. Nope. Pete the Body, give me why you delivered the 475. He made it fun. He made tennis fun. Uh, I think. It's hard for some people to understand what's going on in the tennis world. That's just how it is. Um, I think that his standard is always top-notch, so the writing and the, the transitions and the uh, just very smooth. Uh, I enjoyed it very much, at, and I said it to him when he came in here, The Achilles, his Achilles heel, heel is the length. It was long. You know, if cut it down maybe a minute and a half shorter, because he's, do, he's doing three matches. so Yeah, that felt like six matches. It felt yeah. like, I mean, Bogus could do an entire update with, with the whole scoreboard in like two minutes. So I cut it down a little bit. I think that's his Achilles heel is length of anything he writes. 
because but it, any, everything he writes is great. So and it was a hard it's it's hard to judge the first one too because that's right. This is the first of its kind where you're gonna give it a five right out of the gate. That's a, you're gonna have to always live up to that five. Um, and, and who knows if he goes higher than that? So it, it's a little, it's a tough way to handle uh, a scoring in the first try. So I, I think four seven five is very fair. It shows how good he was in terms of his writing, but also indicates the length is too long. The British accent also to oh, lead yes. things off cannot be forgotten. He might have got a seven if he did it the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Although I do, I, I asked if I if I should do the he accent. He read it the whole by time. me, yeah. and I thought. It would be distracting if he did the whole thing in British accent, and and it there was a flavor of Australian in there as well. I was well. going to say, Perfect. if there's a linguist listening, we do need a clarification. It did sound more Sydney <laughs> than London to me. I kind of did want a bloom onion. Yeah, right. It was a little Robin. That's Leachy, not a knife, but it was <laughs> it was excellent. Dan tweets in, Boyle's back. That was the bee's knees. Mraz will have his knickers in a twist after that one. Bloody well done, my good chap. A dude in Texas tweets, phenomenal Wimbledon coverage by Boyle. Dixieland Dan says, is there nothing this man can't do? Are you not entertained? How in the world can he be this good on something that's never been done before? That's a five-winker based solely on him being able to pronounce the names of these players. Get this man a champion belt. Hashtag goat. He does have the bacon trof- trophy. Mm-hmm. I should have brought it. That was Dixieland Dan that said that, by the way. That's my guy. That yeah, is my guy. Yeah, he's got your back on just about everything. He loves you. I'll go to war for Dan. So tomorrow, do we do this again? Was this a success enough to where we run it back tomorrow? And we got two matches today, two men's matches to preview tomorrow. Plenty of material. I say yes. I think we run it back. Yeah. I think there's a Friday, Wimbledon, and then the, the finals are this weekend. Yes. So Sean, Sean can do it on Monday. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has to, right? Does he have to? Do we throw right in that there? Would be, <laughs> tell him Monday that he's doing it. We're barely making him do any work next week. Next week is the last week of high school where you don't take any tests. You just kind of walk through the, the whole way. high school for Sean. <laughs> or yeah, my, the, the entire ten. <laughs> Otherwise known as the five years of high school where I spent at West Babylon High. Right. Two lunches, no tests. Right. He's getting gifts. He's getting a round of applause, bouquets thrown at You him. guys can all sign his yearbook. Red carpet. <laughs> I do have some surprises set up for next week, which I'm very excited about. I'm very excited. And if he doesn't want to do any work, I'm already starting to try to book guests for next week for him. I see. Oh, don't do that. Don't book his guests. Well, I want to. I want to. I want to finish. Try to book at least a week. I'd like to finish the work. I. I Why tried would he start, to start now, Pete? Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that will be something we have to alert the new producer to. Hey, the precedent has been set that everybody else at the company does most of your work for you, pick, <laughs> picks you up when you've fallen or failed. That's not the way this is supposed to be. Exactly. Don't, Everyone's going to expect to have to do your job. Remember, you're it's up to you to do your job. Yeah. We're returning to the truest form of producer. <laughs> like you need to produce guests and segments, not just embarrass yourself uh-huh. on air, off air, and to give us content. We're returning to your regularly scheduled producer. <laughs> it is it is a thing. I mean, I hate to go too deep into the wormhole here, but it has become a thing with Mraz where he morphed more into 
on-air personality than he was producer. And there was even parts of me, and this is so far from where my radio DNA comes from, that I would sometimes feel guilty about giving him producer work. <laughs> I really would. It'd be like, no, we get, we got to do this. We got to have this audio ready. We got to, and it would start to become like, well, Perez doesn't really do that, you know. <laughs> so like, somebody else has to do that. Who can guess? Oh, he doesn't do that. <laughs> I mean, really, Forget that. When you think about it, there were a few things he did. He posted the podcast every day. Yeah. He he did book a Sit guest down. a guest a day. That's what I said. Look, I'm like <laughs> most radio shows do multiple guests. They want this that. I don't want that. I just want one guest a day. I'll and go it, down and this we, hole. And if we go no guests, it's fine. I'm fine with that. It's like I'll write the production pieces. I'll get them to our production department. I'll make sure the opens are ready. I'll search for that audio. You know, Pete will pick up the slack on this, that, the other thing. Like, we yep. <laughs> we kind of allowed Mraz to just be crazy Mraz. There was a whole lot of settling. Like, when he had to run the board the one time, <laughs> it was... That's right, but I got sick. Mraz puffing out his chest because he was in such fear he wouldn't know what to do. And then suddenly was like, oh, I pressed the right button. Oh, I could do this. But, like, he can't go back and work with Cap on graphics. He can't... I mean, it's just... We, we kind of let him play by his own rules. Yeah, and the guests that he booked came from two columns. Guests that were presented to him by PR people <laughs> because they were pushing something or people he knows. <laughs> like, he didn't, you know, he wasn't going out and doing, like, real, making phone calls or phone call, finding sources, finding links. Like, a perfect example is when Pete's car got vandalized and Paul Rudd was involved. A quote-unquote real producer would have figured out how to get Paul Rudd on the show, or at least tried to get Paul Rudd on the show, found who his agent was, gone that way. Just tried. And Sean went, I'm good. <laughs> we yeah. don't need that. Especially at, at the time, Paul Rudd's standing there. You can't ask for a card. You right. can't ask for, a, for an agent right. number or Nothing. anything like that. Nothing. Or even thinking a producer would think, this is a great story we got to try to have Paul on the air. Maybe I'll plant a seed. Maybe I'll, like you said, reach out to his agency. But just, Mraz doesn't exist in that producer world. That's no. just not, his head's not thinking about that. It was just in the moment. Well, I met Paul Rudd. I'm going to talk to Paul Rudd about the car and then tell the guys I told, I talked to Paul Rudd. Yeah. Right. So the next producer will be asked to think a little bit more like a producer <laughs> May usually think. Glad or you brought. Act. I'm glad you brought up the Paul Rudd thing because now it brings back some bad memories of having a windshield smashed and not being able to meet Paul Rudd. Yeah, and yeah, we never got the payoff. No. Well, I again had I, Sean been a producer, you might have met Paul Rudd after the fact. We have found the first responsibility for the new producer. Get Book Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. That'd be great. But the right. pro the problem though is it's been a long time now. Paul Rudd might have forgotten about this. Well, True, but it makes the bit even funnier. <laughs> it, is what tough, happened? it is tough to forget somebody's windshield getting smashed in no. right in front of you. You're forgetting he's Paul Rudd. 
Like his his regular day is full of things that would be amazing to us. Oh, that could, he could remember that maybe because it was it was really like it was a giant hole. True, but if we're gonna use all of 2024 to find Sean's replacement, then by 2025, <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd's right. gonna be out of memories. He might be retired by then. How long do we milk this bit for? <laughs> and Fan is keeping receipts. More than one person has already said, "Will you take Sean back?" They're pre fed up with. Is Sean. that right? Oh, yes. No. The show hasn't even started yet. Not even yet. started yet. There's already some skepticism. Well, if, if we thought his <laughs> ego was out of control at CBS Sports Radio, what happens when he's on the largest blowtorch in sports and sports yeah. radio in North America? I said the other day, the videos are fun and clever, and that's that's it's good in small doses. Best of luck every day with that. <laughs> right. And they all nodded knowingly that that's now the problem. Especially when he's hired... For it. Right. That is only going right. to douse gasoline all over an already raging fire. You've uh-huh. hit the peak with Mraz. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It's, all, that, it's you, all downhill from here? That's it. So essentially, he built his career on our television show, and now he's getting A-list movies. Right. And now those producers and directors have to deal with him, and we go back he, to our TV show. He's the unsung hero in the NBA that gets the max contract from a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> And then gets injured in the first year. It's like trying to put Johnny Knoxville in a real movie. Like if he's not going to try to kill himself, he's just going to straight act. You're asking for problems. And immediately like, oh, P.S., you can't be Mraz anymore. Now you're Sean Morash. Johnny uh, Johnny Knoxville doing Saving Private Ryan. It's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. Now he's Jonathan Knoxville. Right, right. (laughs) Corporate Morash. John Knox. Jonathan Knoxville. Oh, yeah, let me ask you something, Jonathan R. Knoxville. (laughs) The next Tom Clancy novel movie. (laughs) Sean, could you explain the the Nick's cap situation to us? (laughs) I can't. (laughs) You know that there is a But I'll eat something. (laughs) I'll eat something for you, and then I'll soil myself. (laughs) I'll eat a Nick's hat. I can do that for you. And you have to imagine there's going to be some point where they ask him something like that, and he gets nervous and goes, what can I eat? (laughs) He starts sweating beads of sweat in his forehead. Uh, I'll eat that cheese thing. Get the crate case. Uh I did it over there. Uh, Is there a fish tank full of water I can drink? (laughs) Gimmicks, gimmicks. Speaking of fish tank, you guys know my Aunt Diane and what she did one time? I told you about Bradley Schwartz. (laughs) Who did his mom grow up next to or his dad? Was it Britney Spears? No, no. Lindsay Lohan's mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about D. Lohan. We were just having a conversation about the Knicks cap situation. Right. I got nothing on R.J. Barrett, but <laughs> see my summer hat. Dina Lohan. When we come back, it's a thirsty Thursday, and we are stunned to a news. And I promise I'll get that Kyler story in. D.A. CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We're toasting to the good life. I feel alive. Ah, ah, ah. We are feeling good and doing well. How many beers ago? Uh, probably a thousand. It's the DA Show's Thirsty Thursday. Celebrating with some booski. All right, we toasted the good stuff on Thursdays. Pat Boyle, lead us off. Who are you toasting? I got to toast Andrew Bogish here, the bogeyman, a kind sir. Not only is he handsome, and he's got some great blue eyes, and he's a, a pro's pro and a, a locker room leader in the update closet, the update chair. Uh, but he's also taking care of breakfast this morning, which is something that is applauded. And regrettable, after I just heard you call in the order. <laughs> is, is Pete getting three meals out of me? No, no. Four four items. But, a 12-ounce steak. Yeah, a lot of lobster this morning. <laughs> so cheers to uh, to Bogish for, you know, going out of the way, taking care of the show for breakfast. Didn't have to do that. Didn't have to offer the card, but said, here's the menu. My card's on it. Go what? Go wait, Go crazy! Go wild! So, toast to Bogues. Hashtag toast to Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! The end of our night. Yeah. Pete, the body. <laughs> who you toasting to? I am toasting my buddy, Timmy Bellotti. He is advanced. He's in the. I would say the second of three stages in potty training. And okay. He's doing very well. You're not falling asleep on the potty. No, no, no. But he he's doing very well because. Uh, my wife has a whole structure in place because she's a teacher, so she knows she has a certain way to do it. And he's doing very well, and, and he has to learn before he goes to school in September, so nursery school in September. So I toast my son for doing a great job. All right. Walk me through this here, Pete. What age do I start trying to drop AJ on some plastic fake kitty toilet seat? <laughs> I, I believe it's like two and a half, three so you're, you're changing diapers through the first two, two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you could get ambitious and go two, beginning of two, but it's like two and a half, three. And then the first thing is, do you have to <laughs> predict when it's coming and then just drop them on a bowl? Like, uh, no, you want to do it here. There's many ways to do it. We are sending him in there like every so often, and then we ask him, hey, do you have to go to the bathroom? Uh, he'll always say no, but we'll say, hey, go in there. <laughs> so see. it's getting a routine in, and then he get, eventually will get into. So if he's on step two, he's got to get to step three by September? Yes, and I think he will. Is that doable? He might get to step three by in the end of the next week. Okay, yeah. so the steps move quickly. Yeah. I'd have to get confirmation from my wife, but for at least one of, for our second kid, if not the first one too, like we went um, like really dramatic where you kind of like keep them in one room and you put like like almost tarping kitty down. Kitty litter down? Not kitty litter, <laughs> but like tarping. And you kind of just leave them in their underpants so that they almost have an accident and they don't like it. And that, mm. that's what makes them learn to know it's coming right. to go take me to the bathroom. That's 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 a method. We're doing something, not not all that. We're doing the, we're keeping them on one floor. 
Like, he cannot go down into the TV room. He, you know, he's staying on the main floor of the house. Uh, and, and, and you have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Yeah. It's like the, it's in the same family of the cry it out method when they're, when you're teaching them to go to bed. Like, you just have to sometimes just sit there and let them freak out and not address it because uh-huh. they need to learn to calm themselves down, to lay down, to go to sleep. So this is along the same lines where it's almost like you just go from zero to 60. Even now, they're like throwing babies in pool because like when you're less than like six months old, like just instinct takes over and you swim. Yeah. And like that's how you teach them to swim before you they can even like walk basically. Yeah. It's all this very like intense, bare bones, like straight back to like nature thoughts. Does this all sound so exciting, Pat? <laughs> yeah, totally. I can't wait to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't marriage and family and children and childcare sound amazing? I, I get angry. I lose my lid pretty quickly on like mundane things. If I actually had real life stress like you guys do, oh man, I, I you don't even want to see the kind of guy I'd become. Andrew Bogus, who are you toasting to? Uh, Booski's to the little voice in my head that saved me from mini disaster this morning. I wake up, I'm getting ready, I'm starting to walk out the door, and I can't find my glasses that I'm wearing right now. There's like three or four places in the house that I leave them behind sometimes, so I make my little route, and I don't see them. I think, okay, maybe they're in my bedroom, I left them in there, I don't want to go back in and wake my wife up. No big deal, I don't need my glasses. As I'm starting to leave, actually leave the house, I remember that last night had my glasses on, had them kind of tucked into the front of my shirt. As I was getting out of the car, they were like loose on the shirt. I fixed them. But that reminded me like, oh man, maybe they fell off my shirt. So I'm out there in my driveway now, phone flashlight going. I I, can't find my glasses. I can't find my glasses, Velma. (laughs) Exactly. And I go, all right, so they're not out here. They must be in my bedroom. I'll be fine. I get my sitting, I'm in my car. I have to close my door and something in my head goes, Again, you took the garbage out last night with them hanging out oh. front of my shirt. Get out of my car, go to the curb, flashlight back on again, get to my recycling bin, and nestled in between empty oh. soda cans wow. are these glasses. Now, my garbage guys come at like 6 a.m. My wife wouldn't have been awake if I had a second thought of, please just go look at this. They would have been gone in the recycling, never to be seen from again. So again, whatever told me, reminded me last second, hey, wow. you took the garbage out, go check. They must have fallen off my shirt when I knelt over, bent over to put the bin down. So, Booskies to again, Booskies. the little voice inside. Hashtag Booski. That story never ends well. No. When you forget where you lost something and you go and you backtrack, nobody ever finds the stuff that they lost. Ever. Yeah. And I, I, but the sprinklers had gone on, so they were soaking wet in the empty beer cans and stuff. But they were sitting right there on top of it. Huge. I guess I didn't hear it fall out. So thank God I had that that last Huge. thought. Huge. I'm toasting to my mother-in-law because as two young parents, AJ's now seven weeks old. We took AJ on a little road trip for the Fourth of July week and spent it at the in-laws. And you know when you're a young parent, first time. Like, it freaks you out when your kid is freaking out. And you just, you don't know what to do all the time. And you go through the checklist. I've talked about this. And just when your kid's crying a lot, you're like, I must be doing something wrong because I've never done this before. And he's crying and I'm totally messing this up. And you just, you don't have a lot of space to like 
do anything else. It's not like my wife and I have had a date night since he was born. It's not like we ever get to do anything together unless he's sleeping. And so to go to the in-laws and to give the the baby over to our mother, my mother-in-law, and for her to just be so calm, like, yeah, I got this, is such a relief because when you're a young parent, you're just like always on edge. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. So we got to go out and have dinner once. We got to go out and have lunch once. And that's just amazing freedom. But then something that she said that I'll always remember. We came back from dinner. And of course, you're all like, I hope he wasn't terrible. I hope he wasn't crying. I hope he was quiet. I hope he went to sleep. And she's like, no, he cried a lot. I'm like, ah, oh, so sorry, so sorry. She goes, it's fine. Babies cry. And I was like, that's such a good reminder that it's okay because this is just what happens and people that are patient and people that like have done this before just get it. So that's just a good reminder when you're freaking out about something and somebody goes, yeah, don't worry, life happens. Like everyone lives. You're like, that's right. That's a great reminder. So she gets the booskies. Booskies. My mother-in-law, Elizabeth, was awesome. Booskies from you guys. Toast them. Hashtag toast them. Hashtag toast them. It's really Dylan tweets. I'm toasting to the fact that I'm now in a financial position in life where I can routinely spend absurd amounts of money on pro wrestling tickets. Hashtag Booski. That's Pete's burner. Yeah. What age is that, Pete? Is that like first job you start? Uh, second job? Yeah. And then, and then you get to the point where you are a fan and then you see the prices and you're like, oh, all right. It's time to get some formula. What's the stage where you lie about being off because you're traveling to a major wrestling event? Well, first of all, I never lied about being off. I oh, never right. said where I was going. That's totally different. You withheld the truth. That's right. I need to know what I'm doing on my day off. That's my business. At, what, at what stage do you stop watching it because it's fake? Uh, another guy. <laughs> no, another uh -oh. guy. Another another wrestling's fake. Oh, no, 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 the wrestling's fake. Pat oh. was so high on Pete's list right before that comment, and now he's dropped all the way below Avery in the Bay Area. <laughs> Let's talk about Wimbledon for six minutes. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. I mean, again, at least it's real. Uh -oh. <laughs> and no one's watching. This morning, the ESPYs are on in my little booth TV, and there's two wrestlers giving out an award, and they're up there doing their shtick, like, what should we win for this and for that? I'm like, well, again, somebody told you you should win those things. You didn't, you know, you when you use your cash out bonus to win the title, it's because somebody in Stanford, Connecticut wanted you to do that. It's a little different than an SB for winning the World Cup or the Super Bowl. Look at their checkbook. That's fine. It's just not a sport. All right. I, I was in love with WWF, and even when it first became WWE, even when I knew it wasn't real, they it has lost for me it lost its luster 15 years ago it used to be phenomenal i, I think that was for all ages i it, just think it's not a great product anymore it circles back to one of Mraz's greatest wars ever which was with taz right over who gets into the wwe hall of fame yeah and Mraz's point was well couldn't anybody as long as they write you into the hall of fame yeah <laughs> and taz felt like that was very disrespectful to the great wrestlers oh well, it was and so, so it's 
It's no, it's a, not even say to Taz's face. It's a war that still burns. It's the Hundred Year War. We don't know if Taz has forgiven him. I don't think he has. He yeah, he might have forgotten that Sean exists, which is like a different form of forgiveness. And I usually am not on Team Sean, but I was mostly on Team Sean in this one. Now there is an argument of okay, take a hike, all right? No, no, hey, I'm gonna hey, here's no, my here's my pro wrestling point. thing. Take a hike, Dave Matthews. Go to another Dave Matthews concert. Another yeah, thing, Pete, get him. Another thing that's not at the ESPYS, and that's fine. I'm not putting on ESPN.com what the set list was <laughs> last night. I'm not Dave telling Matthews you that Carter Bulford, the drummer, is just as good an athlete as LeBron. Oh. <laughs> Marching Who's the ants? best lead Boom. man in sports? Dave Matthews, LeBron James. We ever had that conversation? Boom. No. So what was going to be your argument? So like there is a there is a validity to yes, there's writers, but they have like Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan. Like it's almost like an acting Hall of Fame. Like he played the role correctly and then earned the path through the writers' room to all of those things. So like you do earn your way in, but again, it's just. When the, it all began with a conversation, people getting angry in the newsroom here about who should be in and who should be out. Like we're discussing whether Barry Bond should be allowed in Cooperstown. It's just not the same thing. It's such a ice, take the icing off the cupcake argument. It's such a low hanging fruit. It's ridiculous. It's gone on for years. Just, but it's a, it's a hor- horrible uh, opinion as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Steven in South Carolina says, I'm toasting Oops. to the fact that our eight month old is finally sleeping through the night and I uh. finally got some sleep. P.S. I've got a pitch for the producer role. You and Pete the Body should have baby races. Hashtag Booskies. Booskies. Kerry and AJ. We start them at the sidewalk, 345 Hudson, right outside of our building, and let them make it to the homeless guy in the end. Yeah. I mean, we- <laughs> or in the front. We- or the side. <laughs> Across the street. <laughs> or outside our studio. <laughs> but... There is like a week-long bit in where we get people who are completely unqualified for different reasons to do Sean's job as well as Sean did it. <laughs> like to prove how easy it was to be Sean. That's October. We did that before. <laughs> Dope-tober. We did that before, though. <laughs> Dope-tober. <laughs> We've done that before. Yeah. We actually have done that. I remember when Mraz decided he he wanted to go on strike. That's when he was on strike. And we had a listener come in and do Mraz's job with absolutely no training problems. or experience. No problems whatsoever. He actually did a great job. That's so Mraz was on strike for, what, two days? Yeah, he was holding up a sign back here. <laughs> icing him out. He wanted to get on the air. That was actually probably his best moment. Your favorite two days ever. Yeah. That was excellent. That was really good. Yeah, because he he, he he called out DA, I'm going to go on strike. And then we said, all right, go on strike. Yeah. He said, go on strike. We'll see if the show moves on. You didn't notice a thing. In fact, it ran better. <laughs> I wish I could remember that listener's name. We had him come in and sit in that seat and answer phones and cut audio. And he was fine. Right. He was actually really good. But he was a scab. <laughs> he broke the strike. He walked past the rat. <laughs> in this case, it's a big, giant inflatable of moraz. We could sit an actual rat in that chair and see what happens. Pizza rat could do the job yeah. better. I'm, I'm yeah. distinctly confident of that. Andrew Bogus has headlines. Uh, guys, LeBron never disappoints. If you're looking for lame, cheesy, overly dramatic self-promotion, we've been wondering if LeBron was really considering retirement. 
Since his remarks after the Laker postseason ended, we got our answer last night at those ESPYs. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. Ah, so natural, so organic. Lucky, lucky for Great. you guys. <laughs> Who announces we're co- I'm coming back to play? Lucky for you guys. I've decided to bestow my greatness upon you one more time. And either he's terrible at being sarcastic right. or that wasn't a sarcastic lucky for you. It was an actual congratulations. I'm still playing basketball for you. And I love LeBron, but there are moments where you're just like, dude, who is writing your your decisions? Lucky for you, today's not the day. Nobody thought you were going to retire at the ESPYs. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't part of the anticipation of the event. He also... Go ahead. No, and he also had his wife like present the award, and she said, "With all due respect, here's the goat, my husband, no, LeBron James." You can't do that. To, to me, this is why you can't have that debate of Jordan and him because Jordan wouldn't is a totally different mindset in terms of the publicity. LeBron loves milking it for all it's worth. It's a totally they're two totally different people. He does, but this it's interesting because I don't think you can decide the goat based on how awkward they may be no. from a publicity standpoint. Right. But it is true that it does seem to take away from his legacy because he does do things like this. You're like, "Ah, oh, come on." Yeah, beginning of his career, he was I mean, he was just playing basketball. You know, he didn't have any of these problems. Lucky for you. That's a funny that's a funny way to come back. Oh. Come back. He didn't retire. I didn't Lucky uh this you. should surprise nobody. There are some last minute issues with the sale of the Commanders according to the Washington Post. Significant issues, but maybe also a late attempt from Dan Snyder and his lawyers to get something out of the league. This would not kill the deal, just delay it maybe. Owners for now scheduled to vote on it at meetings next week. In Minneapolis, the Dodgers and Padres will start the next baseball season with two games in late March in Seoul, South Korea. There will also be games next season in Dominican Republic, Mexico City, and London, all places that Sean can't spell and or find on a map. (laughs) Panama has knocked U.S. men's soccer out of the Gold Cup, taking their semifinal in San Diego on penalty kicks. Panama faces Mexico in the final on Sunday in Vegas. WNBA last night, the dream down the storm, 85-75 for a sixth straight win. And the Aces roughed up the Sparks, 97-78 to reach 19-2 overall. And now, why don't we get stunned? It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. It almost sounds like a bad football food of the week. Hey guys, I've got an idea. You take a cheeseburger, but you take the (laughs) burger out, you add more cheese. And you eat it. Um, this is what Burger King in Thailand is doing on Ew. Sunday. Restaurants all over the country introduced their real cheeseburger. This is only in Thailand. Only in Thailand for now. Hopefully, only for now. No bun. I mean, no burger. No nothing else. It's literally 20 slices of American cheese between two pieces of bread. Now, some pictures have shown it completely unmelted. Others have it a little gooey and ooey, but either way, it is 20 slices of American cheese 
it was selling very well, but getting limited good reviews because, not surprisingly, it is an overwhelming amount of cheese. I don't even know how you actually can bite through it. It looks so thick and undelicious. Oh, cheese. God. I mean, it's just terrible. But they're selling it this week for now, and people are buying it for now. Hopefully, it only stays in Thailand. But if so, it doesn't, please don't eat this. It looks horrendous. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. There's no lettuce. There's no tomato. There's no sauce. There's no meat. There's no burger. It is just a bun and 20 slices of American yellow cheese. It's cheese on cheese on cheese. The cheese hasn't melted. It just looks horrendous. I wonder if this was meant to go viral. Yes. But it's also distinctly cheaper than an actual cheeseburger. Apparently, this is what I'm reading, that a cheeseburger at a Thailand McDonald's, or Burger King in this instance, is about $10. And this one's going to be $3. So is it possible that they're just giving a cheaper alternative for people that can't afford a $10 cheeseburger? I mean, and it's certainly not a, hey, we're trying to not use as much meat as we're using. Like, this is not your weird vegetable chicken nugget argument. This is just, I think they want something to be weird and unique and people to try and eat it and film themselves eating it and buying it. It's it's literally just for PR. Guys, if we were to eat the real cheeseburger, what is the effect it would have on your body? Debilitating. How could it not? I mean, these people, what a bunch of horses' ass at Burger King to, to come up with this idea. Uh, we couldn't do, you, you can't do the Beyond Burger, the Vegetarian Burger. You are going to do literally stack 20 slices of cheese between a non-toasted sesame bun. You might, like, if you're going to do it, just call it a grilled cheese. It's Burger King's grilled cheese and actually make it look good. No, 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 no. We're going to put 20 unmelted slices of cheese between an untoasted bun and you idiots out there on TikTok, you're going to try to go viral just by eating it and saying how gross it is. And meanwhile, we're taking your money out of your pockets. No, you will never catch me. Ever catch me doing something as stupid as this. Delicious, warm, yellow cheese. I don't think there's any way I could digest that. I think that no. I would take one bite and it'd be like, ugh, ugh, okay, I'll swallow that. Two bites, maybe. By the time I would get like halfway through, it'd be like, oh, my stomach feels like crap. I can't finish this. And if I did, it would be a major moraz situation. Yes. Oh, a DA oopsie. Yeah. Or, or the opposite. That could plug you up for days. I think it would have to somehow come out because I don't think my system could digest 20 pieces of unmelted cheese. Nobody's can. Oh. Nobody's can. And I'm still somewhat lactose intolerant. I'd have a big problem. Big, Nothing better. Big, big problem. Because, like, what's a good, like, ooey, gooey, stretchy grilled cheese? Maybe four slices of cheese? Right. Probably. Yeah. It, maybe most. five to six at Depending most. Depending on the thickness of the cheese. Piece of Texas toast. Right. right. Yeah. And the, right. And the bread, too. 20, again, we're four or five times that. Yeah, and the thing is, like, this is as tall as a tall burger with toppings. So imagine trying to get through that height of cheese. Yeah. That's <laughs> so gross. When we come back here on the show, have any of the listeners stood out with the producer's interviews? DA, CBS Sports Radio. This year, like last year, the best is right here. 
on CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Plus, you can use the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app. Michael's in Tennessee. He'd like to interview for Mraz's job opening. Michael, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Now, I'll ask you, what, what do you think you could provide the DA Show? How do you think you would make a good fit? Well, I think I could provide some Southern charm in there, but I also believe that I could provide some Southern slang, some Southern uh, Southern sports, anything like that I'm happy to bring to the show. Okay, that would be good. We could use that. Tell me, Southern slang, what are we missing up here? We could bring y'all up there, how Yun's doing, different stuff like that. Up here, you know, living in Tennessee, close to the mountain, you never know what you're going to hear around here. Yeah, that's a good point. Tell me what you would do differently than Mraz. I would get my song lyrics correct, probably, with a lot of different stuff that he's brought up. Um, I want to keep Canadian bacon, maybe make it fried bacon. Oh. Okay, how could we uh, alter Canadian bacon to make it fried bacon? You know, you got to add a little crisp to it. Maybe bring not just hockey, but another little sport to it at the same time. Maybe there's a southern sport that you could bring to it. Okay. Maybe bass fishing, maybe NASCAR. Absolutely. Okay, and finally, how would you make life easier for Pete the Body? I would, you know, he's a new dad. I'm a new dad. You are as well. Um, I have dressed up as a mascot, so if I need to brighten his day by dressing up as a mascot, I can do that as well. <laughs> okay. But I wonder if he can work with the Braves fans. Oh, yeah, that'll be hard. That'll be hard for Pete uh-huh. to sit next to a Braves fan every day. Okay, well, thank you very much, Michael. Michael in Tennessee has thrown his name into the hopper. We are going to go back over all of the listener interviews over the course of the week and kind of sift through them by the end of the week. I do like that now multiple candidates have cited their experience as mascots. <laughs> <laughs> That's right in the job, job descriptor. I'd really like to bring that to my bosses. Hey, guys, we we have a couple of solid candidates that we interviewed on the air. What they bring to the table primarily is their experience being mascots. <laughs> <laughs> we know they have no experience being a producer, but we do think their experience being a mascot would be helpful. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 